The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your servant, who has just come in from plowing or tending the sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat? Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. How long, O Lord, I cry for help? Why do you let me see ruin? Why must I look at misery? We hear those lines in our first reading today from the prophet Habakkuk. As I read them, I found them quite powerful. For times they can echo quite readily in each of our hearts. And perhaps most especially, as we see a culture of death and violence in our midst. Between masses, I just heard that there was a shooting in Kansas City, Kansas. Nine people, I believe four, were shot dead. So personally, it's something that frightens me. And so we at times can find ourselves crying out, How long, O Lord? Why must we look at misery? The Church in the United States marks this as Sunday, as Respect Life Sunday, and asks that we take time once again to reflect on our deeply held belief in the sacredness of life, and the dignity of every person. And while we can look around us and see this belief eroding in our culture, and thus be tempted to say, Lord, why do you let me look at misery? And while it is easy to oftentimes give in to fear, it seems to me that we must remain a people 
who are grounded in hope, a people grounded in faith, and surely with a spirit that is positive. As Helen Alvare, a tireless pro-life worker, often said to the bishops of the U.S., she said, be positive. We are not against anything. We are for something. We are for life. Be positive, be filled with faith and hope. Perhaps that is what we need to focus on today, but in reality, Perhaps that's what you and I need to focus on every single day. For God's work of transformation, his work of transforming a culture of death into a culture of life is still happening today. And it is happening, my friends, right in the midst of us. It's happening at Birthline. It's happening at the Women's Care Center right out on 86th Street. It's happening through the Gabriel Project. It's happening through the works of our pro-life committee here at St. Luke and numerous pro-life committees throughout the Archdiocese. And it's happening through the Healing Project, Rachel. That's just to name a few. But in addition to being filled with faith and hope, and being positive. You see, we cannot forget that God invites you and me to help him, to help him in this transformational work. And we can do that. We can do that by volunteering, by sharing our resources, and certainly by offering our prayers. But as I thought about it some more, perhaps there is an additional way, an important way as well, in which we can be part of that work. This past Tuesday, October the 1st, was the feast day of St. Teresa, the little flower, one of the saints who is very close to my heart. And it struck me that perhaps it isn't a coincidence that her feast day and Respect Life Sunday always occur very closely together. I wondered if maybe it wasn't a bit of God's providence. As you're probably aware, St. Teresa was declared a doctor of the church, a great honor. And thus I believe that she has something important to teach us as we assist God in transforming the world into a culture of life. If you've ever read her autobiography, there was a time when she was trying to discern her role and her vocation within the church. And as she wrote about it, she said, Oh, Jesus, my love, at last I've found my calling. My call is love. Certainly I have found my place in the church, And you gave me that very place, my God. In the heart of the church, my mother, I will be love. I will be love. Let us remember, my brothers and sisters, that love, to be love, is our calling as well. 
And by doing so, we can help transform the culture of death into a culture of life. And, you know, St. Teresa discovered that that didn't occur by doing anything dramatic. Rather, it happened in small ways, most often in little encounters with others. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta knew that very well herself. Thus, to be love is truly to see Christ in everyone. Yes, absolutely everyone. Especially the unborn, the poor who wait for a hot meal down at the cathedral kitchen, the homeless who seek refuge at Holy Family Shelter on the west side of Indianapolis, that young unwed mother at the Women's Care Center who is so frightened, so frightened about the thought of bringing new life into the world, the immigrants from Syria and other war-torn parts of our world who are just hungering, hungering for a home, and the lonely, oftentimes forgotten men and women who are very nearby to us, very close in the nursing homes around St. Luke's, and the prisoners on death row. To be love is to see Christ in every person we encounter, and perhaps most especially in those that you and I find ourselves difficult to love. We all have them. That co-worker who gets under our skin, the brother or sister who is estranged from our family, that annoying aunt or, or a friend who has used us or lied to us. Each of us has someone in our lives that we find it difficult to love, someone whom we struggle in which to see Christ. And yet in the midst of that, let us keep on trying. Let us not give up. You see, let us keep on trying to be loved. That's what we're called to do as Catholic Christians. Let us work tirelessly to promote a culture of life. And I truly believe, with God's help, We, we Catholics, we Christians, we can transform the world. For think about it, if we can see Christ in everyone, then we are one step closer to creating a world where truly every life is treasured and every single life is sacred. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the 